you're listening to Birds, Bees, and Teas, a sexuality education and storytelling podcast hosted by yours truly, Miss Nia Angie Africana Sutton. Yeah, this is so crazy because um, I was really nervous about making the ask. Um, I wanted, I knew that I wanted to have someone um, come on and share their experience about being bisexual and mm-hmm. bisexuality um, because in my learning and in my reading and in my listening, I, you know, I'm really coming, becoming aware of the um, of the, the unique and layered oppressions that happen within communities mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that are already oppressed. And, you know, um, just the experiences of bi people has been really sticking out to me. And I was like, you know, it's pride. This is the perfect time to do it. Um, you know, and my podcast is all about sharing those experiences that me and other people like me, straight women, rarely hear about because we're not within those communities. And we, you know, we also play a part in, you know, the discrimination that takes place. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I always want to like share those stories. And, you know, I thought this was a perfect time to do it. Um, but I've been so nervous to make the ask because I didn't want to um, come off as, you know, trying to tokenize anybody or anything like that. And so um, I've been battling with it for like weeks because I decided at the beginning of June that, you know, um, I wanted to do the episode, but I've been battling with it. And I just finally was like, you know what, I'm just going to ask. So I asked um, my friend and my cousin. And then um, my friend told me that he would put it on his Twitter. And then that's when I decided to quote his tweet. And then you DM me. And that's what happened. Um, to find you to um, be featured on this episode. So I'm really just grateful for that. And the confirmation has been out of this world. So we just were talking about how we are presently in the same city, which is like a wild thing to happen when you meet somebody off Twitter. (laughs) Very wild. Um, You know, we are both NCCU alum. Um, Yes, a a good eagle. and then I was, you know, being nosy on your page, and I saw that we had the same exact birthday. The same birthday was wild. I was like, that I, I, was so wild to me. I, I I know a few people who have the same birthday as us, but I haven't met any in a while. Yes, like that was just the most random and crazy thing to me. And you were born in '93. Yes. Yes, because I, I saw that on your necklace. So that's what I was <laughs> like. I was like. That's and like the confirmation is just so real so I'm, I'm grateful that I went with my instinct and um the voices that were telling me to just ask um and I'm grateful that you know I found you or you found me or whatever has happened because we have decided that we are now friends also so absolutely <laughs> it's, it's law it's law so after this you know I'm gonna text you and see what you're doing this week because you know we we local so exactly i'm with it <laughs> so yeah so thank you so much eric for coming on to birds bees and teas and um something else that's crazy you are also a podcaster i am so definitely tell us about yourself and tell us about your podcast well so i am a podcaster uh, hello listeners um my name's eric 
you know, I'm originally, you know, from New Haven, Connecticut, but I actually moved to Durham a few years ago to go to Central, small career change or big career change, I'll say. Um, so that's what I'm doing currently. But my podcast is actually called Panhandling. And it is a podcast discussing uh, bi slash pansexuality, you know, navigating that as a Black queer person. Um, and my co-host, uh, who I love dearly, is a dear friend of mine. So yeah, we, we really talk about the intersections of being Black and queer, but specifically uh, by pan individuals and how we navigate that because it's very different from being gay and it's very different from being straight. And of course, we know that sexual identity and gender identity are have always been different. So, you know, navigating what, you know, that looks like as cis queer folks who are not on either side of, I guess, the sexuality binary. You know, because people think either straight or gay, and we're not. So where do we fall and how do we navigate that? Mm -hmm. um, this is also another crazy thing. Um, our podcasts are already following each other on Instagram. I think my co-host and you are actually friends or at least know each other via Central because she also went to Central. Okay. So we'll, 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 we'll talk about that. Yes, yes, absolutely. Okay, so um, yes, let's get into it. So um, what I have asked Eric to come on and um, share with the teasers um, are just a few things about um, his experiences and his life as a, a bisexual person, as a Black man who identifies as bisexual, um, and, you know, the unique experiences considering all of those things. Um, and I really just want to learn from you, Eric. I want um, everyone else to learn from you. And we're excited to have you. So, so my excited to be here. Question, yes. My first question um, is, when did you first become aware of your bisexuality? Like, what's your earliest memory of, of that experience? You know, it's so crazy. I've known forever, you know, I just never had the word or the vocabulary for it as, you know, most queer folks, but specifically with me, I remember being young and as, you know, as soon as like attractions, you know, begin to like five, six and just being like, oh, he's pretty and she's pretty. And then even getting a little older and like seeing couples on the street, like, you know, opposite sex couples be like, oh, they're both attractive, but not really understanding what that was. Cause you know, when you're a kid, you're just like, oh, this is what it is. You know, uh -huh. I'm normal. It's not until the world specifically, you know, black folks tell you that these feelings are abnormal. Uh -huh. So it wasn't around until around middle school where I started to get those feelings and those messages that gay or queer was wrong. And so I'm just like, okay, so maybe I shouldn't be feeling this way. Cause at this point, you know, I started having attractions to men or to boys cause I'm in middle school. So, you know, I'm like, I like girls and I like boys, but okay, liking boys is clearly wrong. So I was just like girls. And a lot of that, really resulted in a lot of suppression especially once I got to middle school and you know started liking my little middle school girls and you know my middle school crush which turned you know into a high school crush and all of that stuff so I missed a lot of you know vital 
years of puberty and trying to develop a queer identity because I was told that it was wrong, especially growing up a young black boy. Mm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, I, I just love what you just said. It's really touching me um, how your experience with puberty was shaped by the oppression from, you know, outside communities or trying to even hide your own identity. Um, And I like, I'm I'm finding myself telling this to people all the time. I'm like, the sole reason why we go through puberty is to develop (laughs) what our sexuality is going to be like. Like that is why why we do that as humans. Um, And just to, I've never even had that realization that your whole experience of those years, you know, like the most important years until you go through second puberty as an adult, Um, you know, like that, that can be shaped by um, your ability to freely express your sexuality during that time. That's like really powerful. So thank you for sharing that. That's so real. Okay. So my second question that I have Um, How have you embraced your own sexuality, especially considering that, you know, you were told that this was bad, this was not good. How did you, like, what was your process like for unlearning that and learning, coming to embrace it for yourself? Well, it it took a while. It took a good long while because, because I'm still attracted to women, right? I was able to lean into that. You know, I was able to say, okay, well, liking boys is wrong. So I just won't do that. Of course, I was lying to myself, but, you know, I focused heavily on my attraction to women. And in middle school and high school, like I was thought I was straight. I was like, okay, so, you know, we're going to get a girlfriend. We're going to, you know, do the high school sweetheart thing. And, you know, we're going to rock out. It wasn't until I graduated high school and got to college that I actually had a girlfriend uh, who was you know, serious at the time, who I still have mad love for and respect for to this day. But she and I were having a conversation one day and she has a friend who at the time, I guess we, we would call it vicarious and she would make out with girls or whatever the case may be. And she and I were talking and I asked her, I said, would you ever date a girl? She said, no, that's not really my thing. But then she flipped it and was like, would you ever date a boy? And for some reason, saying no felt like a lie and I don't believe in lying to my significant others especially this was my first like real relationship you know outside of high school (laughs) so I was like yes and she freaked out a little bit but I had to reassure her I was like I've never dated a boy before like I don't even know what that would look like I'm with you right now so you know none of that matters and she calmed down whatever but that was the first time that I had ever verbalized uh, an attraction for men in years you know in high school it was kind of there but you know I was still very much cold fingers heterosexual and so it wasn't until that relationship ended with uh, my ex-girlfriend that I was able to be like okay well I'm in college now I have the freedom to do this so I was like let me dive into this and see what attraction is like and then I met a young man who at the time I thought was the love of my life right (laughs) you know I thought Uh he was the best thing since sliced bread Uh 
and that was the first time that I ever had romantic feelings for a man. I was like, oh shit, what is this? Like, this feels familiar because I just got out of a relationship with someone else. So like this feeling of romance feels familiar, but like I've never felt this way towards a man. Uh-huh. And so then, you know, he and I never became anything, but then trying to navigate that into dating, what does dating a man feel like, you know? And so I navigated it very much so in the closet because I'm like, I don't know what this is like. I don't know what this vocabulary is. It wasn't until I hit Google that I was like, okay, so maybe I'm bi because I'm not gay. Like I still like girls, right? And so it wasn't until I was able to enter something with someone else that I was like, okay, so are you my boyfriend? Are you not my boyfriend? You know, situation shits. We've we've all um, been there. And I was in college too. So we all know how that goes. But it was the first mm-hmm. time that I was able to put romantic feelings towards someone of the same sex, right? And so from there, I kind of started nickel and diamond my friends. And then they were like, well, we know that you know that we know. So when you gonna tell us, right? <laughs> I have very loving, supportive friends. So I was just like, all right, fine. This is who I am, right? So that was college. Then unfortunately, I was actually outed by an ex to the real world. Um, you know, Facebook, social media, and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. He put our relationship on Facebook. So that's how like the larger world found out. Um. And then I was able before then I was fortunate enough to actually disclose this information to my parents who were pretty okay with it but now you know to wrap that all up into a bow I try to navigate it as and be as vocal as possible which is why I'm grateful for this space because when you are navigating the world as a bi person or a bi blessed person as I like to say you can get pigeonholed depending on who your partner is right so if your partner is assigned male at birth and is a cis male i'm automatically gay but if my partner is assigned female at birth and is a cis woman then i'm assumed to be straight and both Uh of which are not true you know and then of course you know we deal with the gender binary and anybody who falls in between or outside the binary it's like okay so are you gay? Are you not? And it's just like, I'm, I'm neither. And neither is my partner. We just, you know, coexist in this relationship. So there's a lot of different combinations that my relationships can take, but none of those combinations change my identity. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so um, is that what you mean when you say bi plus? That's a new term for me. Um, and we, we, um, we define on, on various B's and T's. We, we make sure we give all the girls the T's. Absolutely. So, um, can you tell us what that means? Yeah, so bi plus for me means that it includes pansexual and anyone who falls inside or outside the gender binary, right? So we know that bisexual, you know, by definition means that you're attracted to two or more genders, but we know there are more than two genders, right? So for me, I use bisexual because it's the easiest term. It's a term that most people are the most familiar with, as opposed to pansexual. You know, pansexual aren't, pe- people aren't always as familiar with the term pansexual, which includes, or what some people would say includes, you know, non-binary folks. But for me, uh-huh. if I'm saying I'm attracted to men and women, that includes trans people as well. Right you know, that includes non-binary people as well. So that's why I adopted bi plus because that includes, you know, everyone that is under the bi pan umbrella and doesn't have to 
you know, specify and say, I'm attracted to this, but, you know, I'm just bi plus. So if I'm attracted to you, I'm attracted to you. Thank you so much for giving us the full tease on that. So you started to um, touch on and talk about the ways that you are put in boxes and um, or just not even you, the, the way that society puts people mm-hmm. into boxes um, and some of the stereotypes or assumptions that we make. Can you um, tell, talk to us a little bit more about that and what your experiences have been with stereotypes and discrimination um, and judgments and all of those things um, that you've experienced that you've experienced on the larger scale, like the larger societal scale, and even within um, the gay community. And um, the reason why I'm asking you this is because I just feel like straight people, we really need to mind our business just <laughs> the same way, <laughs> just the same way that when we say people of color non-black people need to mind their business when it comes to to black business because Mm -hmm. and and black things because there's so much going on within our communities that we have to deal with that we don't need additional oppression from people who when it's convenient for them want to align with us so can you just tell us about that absolutely and i could honestly go on for days because it it happens on both sides of the spectrum you know Mm -hmm. unfortunately it is a lot harder for me to disclose if I am interested in dating cis Black women, cis head Black women, right? You know, there is unfortunately a lot of homophobia that is still in that community. And I always want to talk about sexual health, right? So if we're having a conversation about exes, I don't care about who you dated. I don't care about how many bodies you have. We all are grown adults, grown consenting adults. Do what you want with who you want to do it with. The conversation is about sexual health, right? But then, because like I just said, I don't believe in lying, especially to a partner or a potential partner. You should also know that these individuals that I've you know, had sex with or that I've been with have been men, not because... I feel the need to disclose my sexuality to you, but it's a conversation about sexual health, right? But then in turn, the conversation diverts from sexual health and turns into a homophobic conversation. And at the end of the day, my safety and my mental health is important and it will always come first. So it's it's very sticky and I have to find, or I choose to find ways to navigate that conversation that, you know, promotes my safety first but then on the flip side right you know if I'm talking to cis queer men cis gay men specifically it tends to not come up because it's the assumption that if I'm a cis gay and you're a cis gay then we're both just gay right so I tend to when I'm talking to a new guy I'm like oh tell me your coming out story and then he'll tell me and then I'll tell him mine so that way it I'll navigate and just like no I want you to know this is who I am my identity still stands have I been to situations where it's gotten negative reactions yes because I'm I don't know if you may have seen it but there's always discourse on Twitter that says you know a bi man who only dates men is gay and I'm like well no no you know, maybe he only wants to date men, or maybe he just hasn't found, you know, a female partner that he wants to be with. You know, sexuality 
it's fluid. We know that, but specifically with bi plus individuals, there's no fraction or ratio that you could put on this to say, oh, I'm 80, 80% men, 20% female, or I'm 90%, I'm sorry, not female, women, um, 90% women, you know, 10% men. Like it varies person to person. You know, I could meet, you know, the love of my life who a black woman today, tomorrow, whatever the case may be, a week or rock out the same way I can meet a black man that could be the love of my life. I don't know. You know, obviously we have preferences and, you know, as of late, my preference may be men, but that could change. And so there is a lot of gray space that people just refuse to acknowledge or I'll see conversations, you know, again on Twitter, cause I'm big on Twitter or even in person, you know, it'll come up, right? So I remember I was in a space where bisexuality comes up and not by me, cause you know, I'm on my black ass business <laughs> and it'll be like, well, I can never date a bi man. And I'm like, here we go, right? And this is coming from black women. And one of the last conversations that I had about it, I said, why? She said, well, because it's the idea that you'll always want something that I can't give you. Like, I don't have, you know, a penis. I don't have like a beard. Like I'm not a man. Yeah. And I had to tell her respectfully, I was like, you know, I'm bisexual. And then she turned ghost white. Right. And I was like, but if I were to date you, I would only want to be with you. I'm human. My sexual desires are not going to stop, but you and I are in this relationship and until you and I agree to no longer be in this relationship, you know, in this monogamous relationship, then it's going to be you and I. A lot of people I've realized tend to think that bisexual people are cheaters or they'll want, you know, they'll get with uh, one and then want the other. And I was just like, that's not the case. A cheater is going to cheat, you know, Right. it's not about sexuality. I'm not going to be with a woman and then secretly be having sex with men or vice versa. And I think a lot of, you know, people think that specifically if we're talking about black women, it's just like, you know, you're gay. And it's just like, no, I'm not. I still yeah. want to be with you. I, you know, care about you. And then the whole idea of, you know, the top bottom thing, like if I've seen, again, tweets that are just like, I don't have a problem with dating a bi man. He just can't be a bottom because I don't want to be with a man who lets another man inside of him. It's just a whole lot of ignorance and oppression that further erases the community. And I'm like, none of this stuff is true to any bi person. And if it is, that's their business. You know what I'm saying? That has no effect on the relationship that they're trying to build with you which is why we get into the conversation of disclosure. Do we or do we not? And a lot of times we choose not to, or at least I, I'll speak for myself. I choose not to, because again, like I said, it's a matter of safety. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, those things that you said, they're, they're so familiar. They ring so familiar. Um, the, those are conversations that um, I've had with Black women. Um, and, and that's just, that's just such a, a, a real thing. Um, and I'm grateful for you addressing it for what it is and like hearing it 
come from you just makes it <laughs> makes me realize how ridiculous that really is like oh I'm not going to be able to give you what you want as if you know you as if a bisexual person can't control their sexual desires or something and it's like we date these men who will <laughs> be habitual cheaters right <laughs> that's just it's just a, it's just so wild to me it's so wild to me um really hearing it come from you so just grateful because Wu Chow. Wu Chow is right. And like, I, <laughs> I adore Black women. You know, I like ride for Black women to the end of me. But it's so frustrating sometimes because it's like, this is not the conversation that we need to be having. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. my identity has nothing to do with you. If I'm going to be, you know, honest it's just like oh I'm interested in you are you interested in me yes or no Mm -hmm. if it's a yes okay like I mentioned let's talk about sexual health who I'm having sex with at this point it's just about am I protecting myself the same way that I would want to have conversations with you about your sexual health not who you've been having sex with right none of that matters and then you know I'm not sure if uh do you watch Insecure I do I, I this conversation brings up the conversation that they had I think it's season one with Molly who like said that she may have messed with a girl but then got weird when the guy she was talking to got his dick sucked randomly in college but didn't like it and then she you know thought he was gay like that's the kind of conversations mm-hmm. you know and discourse that continues to happen you know years later and I'm like none of this matters masculinity shows up in different ways for different people especially Mm -hmm. for straight men you know or even you know take to take it a step further for the the straight men who like to explore their bodies and their own sexual preferences it's just like what I do with you and as another straight person that doesn't make me gay you know what I'm saying or that doesn't make me bi like bi folks we tend to get the or I feel like we tend to get a lot of the brunt force from deviation from whatever sexual normalcy people might have you know what I'm saying just like Mm -hmm. oh so you gay it's like well no there's nothing wrong with being gay so you bi well there's nothing wrong with being bi either so what's up yeah yeah and that's that's something else too that I um always use as a rule of thumb as, and I tell this to other people like would you ask that to a straight person would you ask that to somebody who you assume was straight so or would you bring that up you know in that situation so you know just really learning um how to to unpack these things and um learning the, the harm that we cause also um just by being ignorant literally just stop being ignorant but I but I will say let me say this I have been in company with you know straight men and straight women who are just like you know I want to learn so what are your experiences like you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying like I don't want to walk away from the situation you know um you know painting all black women with the same brush because obviously that's not that's not the truth but you know the same ways that I can get ignorance I have gotten a lot of okay teach me how to do better Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. absolutely 
Absolutely. Um, and that leads me into my next question, because that's what this podcast is about, unlearning and learning things as uh, adult people with adult brains. Um, what what can you tell or what can you say to um, to straight people who want to learn more about bisexuality? Um, what can you tell straight women or bi women who don't date by men? Um, and what can you say to straight men who want to learn um, and also to gay men um, who want to do better about embracing their bi friends? Well, personally, I just think bi women who didn't, don't date by men are just like an oxymoron. It's just like, but how? Okay. But okay, go off. <laughs> but jokes aside, I would say to all of those communities, ask questions, especially if you have a relationship. Like I love my straight friends who aren't familiar with terms or my quote fingers lifestyle, you know, even though it's not a lifestyle, it's just my life. And they just be like, all right, so what, what is this? You know, how do you exist in this world? How do you navigate in this world? Because I saw this or I heard this. What are your thoughts on that? You know, if you foster a safe space, at least for me, and if we have a relationship, I can walk you through my experiences because you're not me. You don't see what I see. You don't experience the same things that I experience and I don't experience the same things you experience, right? So it's easy to say, okay, well, what you heard was kind of problematic and here's why. Or even, you know, what you heard may have been specific to that person, but it's not specific to me. Like I just said, you can't paint everybody with the same brush. I'm not the same mm -hmm. as the next bi person. You know, I might have a preference for men, but the next bi man might have a preference for women. You know, and so he's going to navigate his life differently. You know, I may choose not to disclose, but the next bi man might. So you're talking to me, but you're going to get a different experience from someone else the same way, you know, I'm talking to you right now, but, you know, I talk to the next Black woman, I'm going to get a different experience because none of us are the same and that's okay, right? Uh -huh. But I also would say, don't do that unless you have a relationship and you're actually willing to learn and willing to be corrected because sometimes those conversations can be difficult, right? I've had difficult conversations, you know, with individuals and I've also avoided difficult conversations with individuals, you know, they're maybe individuals in my life and I'm just like you know what you don't even have access to that part of my life because again my safety is important so we don't talk about it I'm not gonna even entertain the idea of talking about my identity with you because it's not safe you know what I'm saying so think twice about the conversations that you want to have with individuals and think about why you want to know this information do you want to learn or do you want to be nosy because yeah. if you want to be nosy and we not cool like that, you're not about to get the true tea. But if you want to learn and say, oh, well, what does this mean? What do you think about that? I personally have no problem, you know, walking you through that. I'm not Google. I'm not the end all be all. This is only my experience. So if you want to learn the history and all of that stuff, you got to do that work on your own. But if you want Eric's experience, well, this is what Eric's been through. And this is what I've learned for myself. This is how I operate in this space. Yes. So, so powerful, so insightful. Um, and again, just grateful. Thank you so much, Eric, for sharing that with us, um, dropping all those 
golden nuggets. Um, I definitely have some quotables from here um, and things that I've learned and I'm just grateful for you. So thank you for sharing with the teasers and we will have to bring you back for another episode. Absolutely. And so can you tell us um, your social media handles and um, where people can connect to your podcast and connect with you to learn more? Absolutely. If you are looking for just me, um, underscore Mr. Martin, M-R-M-A-R-T-I-N on IG, and then I'm underscore R&B kid on Twitter. That's underscore R, the letter N, the letter B kid. And then if you're looking for my panhandling podcast, it's panhandling pod on IG, and then be on the lookout because fingers crossed we'll be merging onto Twitter as well. But you can find panhandling on SoundCloud, Apple, and what's the other green one? Spotify. Yes. All right, teasers. We hope you enjoyed that. And we will see you next week. All right, teasers. I hope you all enjoyed this episode. I hope that you take something with you and continue this conversation in real life. If you're not doing so already, make sure that you subscribe, like, and favorite this podcast, which makes you an official teaser. Also, make sure you're following us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Birds, Bees, Tees. If you'd like to donate to the podcast by way of Cash App, our cash tag is dollar sign Birds, Bees, Tees. We're so grateful for your continued support of the podcast. Stay tuned for the next episode.